but there needs to be a transition generation. Like we have to decide to make sure that we're both serving orphanages and honoring the role that they have during the, during the midst of this crisis. And we are quickly building up households that are mature and able to adopt um, people that are coming into the faith and that are able to grow them up. And as we begin to understand the role of both of these, we can be this kind of bridge generation so that as things continue, more and more of what it means to, to feel like a part of the kingdom, it's going to feel like being in a community. It's going to feel like family. Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. I wanted to make one video that allowed me to kind of dive right into the heart of what this is all about and what the Lord has really been implanting in me and I think in so many other people when we have this conversation about community. And the way I think about this topic is spiritual adoption and the orphan crisis. This started for me in a time when I had a sort of upper room experience. I was gathered, this is back in maybe 2010, with a pretty large group of families. There was probably, you know, almost 15, 20 families in an attic, in an upper room. And we were spending about six months together um, uh, every week just praying and asking the Lord. This is a really sweet time of just seeking the Lord. And during one of our gatherings, I had a vision. And this is something that I don't know if has ever happened to me like this before, this, this vividly, but I feel like the Lord showed me uh, an African city. So I was like kind of overlooking this African city. Um, I'd never been to Africa. I'd never seen a city like this before. And I heard a number that there were 50,000 uh, orphans in this city. And so what I saw was the city was totally decimated by the AIDS crisis. And so there were so many um, parents that had died from this AIDS epidemic that there were 50,000 orphans in the city. And I felt the Lord asking me um, this question that, that how are you going to solve this crisis? Are you going to build orphanages or are you going to adopt these children? And so I just spent some time praying. And as I thought about it, I just felt myself saying, I'd have to do both. I mean, there's 50,000 AIDS orphans there. Like if I adopted thousands of people into my family, then I would turn my family into an orphanage. Um, and so I can't adopt all of them. Um, but I also felt that we had to adopt some of them because if you have this much devastation in a single generation, then you run the risk of that whole, that whole culture losing touch with what is a father, what is a mother, what is a son, what is a daughter, 
Like people need family. People need to be rooted in their family identities. And that's not just for them, it's for their entire culture. And so to do this, you have to do both. And this is kind of when I felt like the Lord began to provide an interpretation for what I was, what he was describing or he was showing me. And what I felt he was saying to me is, Jeremy, when you look at your city of Cincinnati, like you see these different families that you've been investing in, that you really care about, that you want to train. I look at the city and I just see orphans everywhere. And when he showed me this, he was describing the need for both the orphanages and the households that you can't pick. Both are important. Um, even though one is more in line with what God's heart really is as a father, he wants to see children raised up in homes. He wants to see them experience what a, the love of a mother or father is. Orphanages are also extremely important in times of crises. Why? Because there's a worse place than, than an orphanage, and that is the street. An orphanage provides you a roof over your head. An orphanage provides an education. An orphanage provides three meals a day. An orphanage may not allow somebody to be known really well. It may not be custom meals, custom education, custom to each person, because again, you're trying to resolve a crisis. But man, it is so important that in the midst of a crisis, orphanages exist. And this this uh, picture, this vision gave me a really different lens through which to see this entire problem that we're approaching. The problem of, this, of spiritual orphans, um, the spiritual adoption, and this orphan crisis. And that is that we have to decide how we're going to approach resolving the problem that the Lord as a father is seeing when he looks at your city and looks at my city. When he sees that people are coming to faith but they're not finding homes to be discipled in. They're not finding places to really grow up in and to experience the belonging and the love of a community of, of spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers. What they're experiencing is cafeteria-like, right? They're getting fed, but from a stage. Um, and that that is part of God's desire for uh, making sure that the people that are coming to faith are actually cared for. It's not an ideal. And sometimes we can make the ideal so important that we ignore the crisis that we're all in, and our cities have a crisis. We don't have enough homes for all of these spiritual orphans. If, if tomorrow all the churches in your city and my city were to close their doors and say, go find a community, go find a house uh, that you can be discipled in, go meet in homes, um, immediately 80, 90, 95% probably of those uh, believers would be totally confused and would not find a home to find spiritual life in. They would be without that kind of guidance, and many of them would fall away from the faith. And so as I began to really look at my city uh, through this lens, I decided to begin to look at traditional churches like orphanages that need to be served. They need to do a good job. They need to keep the doors open. They need to keep the people fed. And while that is all happening, also we need to be building up these households, preserving the memory of what a father and mother is, allowing people to increasingly experience spiritual adoption and to experience what community and belonging feels like and looks like by building up households. And so this is where the vision of a thousand houses really began to crystallize around the idea that what if our city had a thousand disciple-making households? What if there were enough homes for every new believer or every believer that wanted to find a place 
to belong, to grow, and to maturity. And so we're in this weird tension. We're in the midst of this orphan crisis. And it's really hard for a lot of us. Many of you, and probably like me as well, I, I consider myself a fairly institutionalized believer. When I grew in my faith, it was always through institutional means, virtually. Uh, that was my primary way of, of learning what it meant to be a believer. And so that was very familiar to me, that I would go to an organization and an institution to receive virtually all of that kind of spiritual instruction, uh, what it meant to be the church, what it meant to be a part of a, of a body. And I'm very unfamiliar naturally or organically in my, my past with what this looks like in and through a house or in a household. And so this has been a challenging transition. But there needs to be a transition generation. Like we have to decide to make sure that we're both serving orphanages and honoring the role that they have during the, during the midst of this crisis. And we are quickly building up households that are mature and able to adopt um, people that are coming into the faith and that are able to grow them up. And as we begin to understand the role of both of these, we can be this kind of bridge generation so that as things continue, more and more of what it means to, to feel like a part of the kingdom, it's going to feel like being in a community. It's going to feel like family. Uh, but that's going to require this bridge generation. This is going to be a challenging crisis for this generation to absorb. And if we don't do it, we're just kicking this responsibility down to the next generation. And so this is a decision that, that we've had to make to absorb both realities, to spend time, and I have spent much time serving traditional churches, figuring out how to, in whatever ways, uh, help them make disciples, um, but at the same time, building up our household and other households so that this memory of what it means to adopt those who don't belong, who don't understand what it's like to be in a loving kingdom where, where they are a part of a, f a familial experience um, around a table with mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, um, where that's actually preserved and experienced. And so this is the challenge. And so I don't know where you guys are at. One of the things I want you to really think through as you see, see kind of this picture of the orphanage and the house is to begin to look at the opportunities in your own life or the callings that you have and try to decide what this means in terms of your relationship, not only with your household, but with traditional churches. Are there things that you can do to encourage people that are leading in those places? Is there a way that you can honor what's going on in your city uh, in these traditional um, uh, avenues? Because oftentimes what happens is we become so interested in community, so interested in family, so interested in household, that we don't understand the role of, of the traditional organization that is really working to provide the vast majority, at least right now, of the spiritual sustenance to those who are coming to faith. And so we have to really live in that tension. We don't get to pick one or the other. There's the crisis is too severe. Um, and so what, is it, what does it look like? What are the tensions you're feeling? We'd love to have that conversation with you as we are uh, diving into coaching with you. If there are things this is bringing to the surface, we'd love you to journal on that. Maybe there's church hurt in your background, things that are really frustrating you about the organization or the institution uh, of church. Uh, maybe there are things that you would like to dive into but are maybe afraid to. Maybe there are tensions with leadership or vision. Um, all of those things are understandable, and those are things we just have to absorb in this sort of bridge time. And so we have a lot of interest in helping you guys with that. We want to think through that with you really well. But we want to do that in a way that, that is increasingly pouring more effort and making sure that we're honoring the buildup of real community through households. And so we want to live in into both of those stories in this generation. So take some time, process that, have that discussion. We'd love to talk to you more about that. 
Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pool to maybe go down this path in community, we'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.